Welcome to the show, Five Shot Fam. I'm AJ. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and Atlanta United unfortunately fell 3-1 to Nashville SC at Geodas Park. Ooh, it's a little shop of horrors there at Geodas, and Hani Mukhtar, he got three assists and a goal against us. And uh, yeah, I mean, he looked very much uh, every bit of the MVP that much of the league saw last year. But LA United, uh, yeah, were without Yorgos Yakumakis. And yeah, and the Tiago Almada penalty kick was not enough. But yeah, this this match, we, uh, we conceded from a set piece and a couple of counters. And that set piece... Uh, Clement Jupp, uh, he definitely, he was nowhere to be found on that, uh, that corner. He, uh, he tried to punch it, but he was pretty much erased from the play when, uh, a couple of LA United players were in front of him and pretty much, and he pretty much had to, uh, kind of land on the sidelines as it was a gaping goal for the first goal for Nashville. And... I mean, yeah, you know, Fava Picoltz, uh, yeah, he uh, he was a dangerous player in this match. Also, Walker Zimmerman, when he went on walkabouts every single time, it was heart and mouth for Atlanta United fans because uh, he was able to find a lot of space against us. Uh, definitely something that I think some of our center backs need to incorporate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it really, I think... Uh, bore open as well, uh, really, when uh, we brought on and changed our system, but we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, you know, basically 2-0 uh, Nashville, uh, there's that, uh, that counterattack uh, for the second goal in the 56th minute, and uh, Mukhtar, yeah, he just did a couple stepovers and uh, yeah, cracked a shot outside, uh, and uh, made, a, yeah, Diop made a uh, stop, but unfortunately, Teal Bunbury, who uh, made a really lung-busting run up the middle of the field, he grabbed the rebound and he put it away. 2-0, uh, 56 minutes, but uh, yeah, we were able to get one back in the 72nd minute. Uh, Mateo Sosetu, he was tripped inside the box. VAR was... Uh, pretty much uh, called into action and uh, they awarded us a penalty kick. Tiago Almada, he went and took it and, ooh, you know, uh, there was the uh, the bit where uh, Taylor Twelman, uh, he was basically mentioning that, uh, you know, Almada, his penalties are generally down the middle and Joel Willis, he was pretty much frozen in the middle of the goal. But Almada, he put it just slightly to Joe Willis's left. Uh, you know, just enough. He was frozen. Couldn't do anything about it. Uh, just low enough. And, uh, yeah, it's 2-1. Looks like it's game on. But uh, it's definitely, we're still chasing the match. And another counterattack. Uh, Mukhtar, he carried the ball forward on another counter. And he sent a diagonal ball to Jacob Schaffelberg. And yeah, the, uh, the young kid, uh, Schaffelberg, he did the rest of the work. He shot near post and he 
beat Diop and uh, both uh, are retreating Miles Robinson and Luis Abram. And Abram, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it looked kind of bad there, uh, you know, for pretty much uh, pretty much a two against one. We still concede, not pretty. And uh, yeah, pretty much three one death knell in the game. Uh, you know, when you have uh, Machop Chol start up top and look largely ineffective, unfortunately, he found himself more on the wing. And then when Miguel Berry came in and pretty much was a non-factor, uh, it just very much, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a lackluster game with uh, without really, uh, it's a pretty toothless attack when you don't have Yorgos Akamakis to be able to hold up the ball, to be able to work uh, super hard uh, on attack and defense. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, just a bit rough. And uh, yeah, so... You know, uh, you did also see Luis Araujo. He got subbed in the second half. Uh, you saw Derek Etienne play on the right for the first time. And, I mean, yeah, he uh, he looked kind of dangerous. Looked, uh, you know, where he was trying to get involved immediately and uh, had a little bit of a pullback as well. Uh, Miguel Berry, he did have a nice little uh, uh, kind of work rate where he worked hard and was able to nutmeg a man. Uh, in the box and was able to, uh, you know, find an open man for a shot. Uh, but yeah, it is uh, ultimately, uh, yeah, it's just too little, too late in this match. Uh, we were not able to uh, hold strong with our defense uh, on the counterattack. It was pretty much like a New York Red Bull game where they pressed us up high and we just kept looking susceptible. We, uh, yeah, just pretty much played right into their hands. And Nashville didn't have a lot of uh, possession. They had 34% possession, but they had 2.39 XG to our 1.42. And yeah, we uh, we just largely looked uh, where, you know, I kind of kind of wish we were just not as anemic in midfield. We uh, essentially are passing it around uh, around back, and then when we get into the midfield, there's no connection of the lines. We can't get it to our attackers uh, in good spaces, and our midfielders, uh, Sosa and Josetu, don't really look like they have a lot of chemistry either. So it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, even with our 88% ac uh, pass accuracy, I mean, yeah. Nashville with 74% they looked a lot more dangerous than we did and yeah this is very much a uh, this is a very much a uh, New York Red Bulls type of match and it is very very unfortunate but uh, so it's 3-1 uh, that does it for the match review and uh, we will be playing Inter Miami and I'll have that match preview later on in this episode but let's get into the news and yeah, the primary transfer window closed last week. April 24th was the last date that LA United could request for uh, a player under contract in another country or make a trade with another MLS club. And uh, yeah, so in terms of, uh, yeah, the, uh, the of course, all the new players that came in, but uh, there was apparently some action uh, in terms of, uh, you know, some interest on Tiago Almada and center back. Miles Robinson. Uh, now, in terms of uh, the uh, 
bit of interest, uh, Boca Negra, he mentioned that you can imagine the interest he gets as well, the spotlight that's around him, and you see his quality on the field right. So it's not going to be anything new. We've dealt with this situation, unfortunately, at the club before him, but ultimately, it will be collaborative with the kid, with the club. Does it make sense for all parties? When does that time come? So that's how we're addressing it. We'd love to win a championship this year, and we really want Tiago to be part of that. So it seems like they're trying to keep him past the summer, but it also is probably just paper talk as well when, uh, yeah, you want to keep your player. And so, yeah, you can raise your transfer fee as high as possible. And, uh, you know, some people have touted it as high as 30 and 40 mil. But uh, on to, uh, yeah, Miles Robinson, whose contract ends this season. Uh, yeah, Bocanegra, he didn't talk about how, uh, yeah, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they'd like to pay uh, Miles Robinson, uh, you know, DP money, but uh, obviously it's also up to Miles Robinson for making his decision whether he wants to stay or not or maybe try to make a move to Europe or maybe around the league where he can maybe fetch uh, DP money because, well, if Robinson is the DP, well, then somebody has to go. Uh, I think one of those people that uh, is the obvious one would be Luis Araujo. And Luis Araujo, though, uh, Carlos Bocanegra, he is penning him to regain his form. I think you will uh, probably scratch your head a little bit at that statement as uh, you maybe wonder what form with Luis Araujo. But uh, it is one of those, yeah, I mean, at every one of his stops, he hasn't really reached double digits. And he's a player that seems a little bit like a head case when he loses his confidence. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it is definitely going to be an interesting offseason slash the next transfer window. So we will see how that goes. But uh, yeah, in terms of... Uh, some housekeeping uh, in terms of LA United. There is some scheduling snafus. LAFC and uh, Leon will be playing at BMO Stadium on June 4th, which our June 3rd match that's at the uh, Bank of California Stadium is on the 3rd. So, yeah, obviously it will be moved. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it might be... Uh, probably within some fixture congestion, and that definitely stinks for the people that maybe uh, were buying tickets to go to that match in L.A. But, uh, yeah, so we'll find out when that match is. Let's move on to Atlanta United 2, and Atlanta United 2 defeated Philadelphia Union 2-1-0 Sunday night at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. And, uh, yeah, Kareem Tamimi scored his first professional goal, and... Yeah, 17-year-old academy player Sean Lanza started in his uh, professional debut. And it's a third consecutive win f uh, for the first time in club history. And Atlanta uh, 2 climbed to third in the Central Division and will be playing for their fourth win in a row on uh, over the weekend. But that does it for the news and gets us to the match preview and 7.30... On Saturday, Inter-Miami. 
Uh, yeah, we will be playing them at Drive Pink Stadium. And uh, yeah, they're a team that's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're a little bit, uh, yeah, just helter-skelter. They are not a team that look all that good right now. They are in very poor form. And uh, yeah, one has to think that uh, Phil Neville is on the hot seat. But uh, yeah, key departures from last season, Gonzalo Higuain, uh, yeah, he announced his retirement at the end of 2022. Alejandro Pozuelo, uh, he lasted just half a season as, uh, yeah, uh, and as well as Damian Lowe. But, uh, of course, the key acquisition, Joseph Martinez is now with Inter-Miami and, uh, you know, he's uh, our former MLS MVP and currently he's played seven matches and he's got no goals. Really hate to see that for the uh, for El Rey, but uh, it is the case at the moment. And uh, as well, uh, Sergi Kristoff, as well as Nicholas Stefanelli, uh, are a couple of the uh, defender and attackers, respectively, uh, that have joined the squad as well. But over uh, this weekend, it will be a very makeshift midfield for Inter Miami uh, yeah according to reports Gene Mota he suffered an LCL injury and will un undergo surgery they uh, say they he will be out four to six months uh, and Captain Gregor he's out until around September as well as Rodolfo Pizarro he is doubtful this weekend with the knock so yeah we uh, we have uh, kind of uh, maybe a midfield to pretty much boss that uh, if all goes well. But uh, onto the predictions from uh, the league pundits this year. Uh, they had them finishing as low as 14th and as high as 6th. Very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know about 6th at this point, but 14th seems to be about it or the uh, wooden spoon, of course, as well. But uh, yeah, last year... Uh, they were able to finish 6th in the East, uh, but uh, yeah, they did exit in round 1 of the Eastern Conference uh, MLS Cup playoffs. But uh, let's get into the unavailable players for Atlanta United. Uh, Ozzy Alonso, he's been training with the team, so it uh, looks a little bit likely that he could maybe make a squad or something, maybe. Uh, Barry Zan, of course, uh, is out 8 to 10 weeks. Uh, Jorgos Makamakis, he's still dealing with hamstring injuries and he has been ruled out for Saturday. And as well as Ibarra, he has uh, been entered into concussion protocol. Uh, seems like that probably was a training ground uh, injury. But uh, let's get into the predicted starting 11 then. So Diop between the sticks, I would say. Uh, Lennon, Robinson, Purata, and Gutman in defense. Uh, you have Sosa as the defensive midfielder, and I think Sadich uh, pairs with him as Hosetu and Sosa don't look like they have a ton of chemistry here at the moment. But uh, yeah, and into attack, uh, Luis Araujo on the right, uh, Caleb Wiley on the left. I think we changed this up a little bit. And uh, yeah, on the road, I think we might do something a little bit uh, different here. I think Derek Etienne plays at the 10 and Tiago Almana plays a false nine. Uh, that uh, might allow some of our 
uh, players to get up a little bit higher up on the pitch. And, uh, you know, you might see Etienne and Almada interchange. What do you guys think? Should Chol Barry start? Or do you think Almada at the false nine might work? Let us know in the comments below. But, uh, yeah, let's get to the score prediction then. It's on the road, but I think because of this midfield, I think we might be able to boss it a bit. I think it's a 2-1 win, uh, and LA United will walk away with the three points. What do you guys think? Get at us in those comments. But uh, that pretty much does it for the match preview and pretty much the entire episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, who should be our number six? Let us know in those comments below. Should it be Sosa? Should it be Franco Ibarra? I mean, we have seen a little bit of a dip in our form since Franco Ibarra has left uh, due to red card uh, suspension and also injury, of course. But as well, uh, Jorgos Nakamakis uh, is a big glaring miss as well. But uh, yeah, get at us in those comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.